Welcome to another episode of 360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network on this nice, sunny Saturday afternoon. Odie, how are you today? Doing, doing much better now. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you had a little bit of an ordeal, good and bad. So we got a lot to talk about today. I'm going to kick it over to you. So how was the concert? It was good right up until the point I caught COVID. Um yeah, I think I don't know if I caught COVID at the show or if I caught it at the markets. Um, the markets are definitely popping. There was a lot of people, and um, I do remember people coughing and being disgusted. Um, but everything like the fruit was really good, and what we bought was really good. You ever had like something called Saturn peaches? Uh uh-uh. uh They call them some. They call them something else there. They call them paragayos. But it's basically a flattened peach, so it kind of looks like a Saturn ring, or what you hmm. would think a Saturn ring would look like. Um, but it's really, really sweet. And um, I hadn't had one in years, so I saw it there, and I was like, oh, I can't wait. I'm definitely going to scoop one of these. And, you know, we had some cherries. I really, I'd been wanting some cherries. Um, you know, so we got some fresh fruits for breakfast, and we had some fresh juices and walked around, and we went to the beach. Um, but of course, the highlight was Beyonce performing in Barcelona. She gave a great show. Um, people came. I got a lot of compliments on my fit because I definitely did not come to play. I will not be dressing up in D.C. as much. I'm probably going to get a T-shirt or something, maybe even unofficial merch, only because like um, I didn't see anything I wanted. I didn't see a shirt that I wanted while I was there. But um I'm going to keep, definitely keep it casual when I go see her in D.C. stateside, and I'll be curious to see what's changed. I um, I think my favorite part was when Blue Ivy came out because it it wasn't we weren't really sure that that would be a thing for her. Um, maybe she had to finish school and that's why now she joined her mom for the rest of the dates. Or maybe she's just going to do the European leg. I don't know, but I was just glad that I was able to witness Blue Ivy um, come out. And compared to like the first shows that she did, um, she's coming into her own she's warmed up quite a bit uh she has a moves down pack she's getting more confident each and every performance and like it's like we've literally watched her grow up in front of us and she's tall as fuck that much i remember the day. Damn, like, that girl is tall only like 12 i think I, I joke about it me being a jerk kind of like with uh with like will smith and then like you know his kids i'm like they're trying to get that return on investment early <laughs> they're right. not trying to they're not trying to wait until they turn 20. Like, no, you get out there and you sing now. <laughs> but hey, you know what? If if you're good at it and you're at a young age, I mean a lot of these kids become, I mean, the whole point of being a prodigy is like if you're uh if you're younger and you have that type of talent, why not show it off, you know? Legacy. Legacy. I, I do wonder, like, because her parenting style. Uh, in the public is very different with Blue than it is with the twins. Like, I feel like we don't even deserve to know anything that's going on with the twins, frankly, because mm-hmm. people were very nasty when Blue was born. They would talk about her hair. Meanwhile, she has like all this gorgeous hair now. Her mom pretty much took a very no fuss, no muss approach um, and let her natural hair grow out. Mm-hmm. And um, now she has a head full of beautiful hair, um, which I love. But people were very on the internet were very fucking nasty about it, and um, well, people on the internet suck. Yeah, they really do, and so that's so why I'm like, we don't deserve to know anything. We don't deserve to have access to 
Blue and, um, excuse me, to Sir and Rumi especially. Um, but I do wonder what she has in store for them because that approach has been so different as far as like how she's engaged with the public mm-hmm. and showing her children. So that should be interesting to see what time shows over time, what time tells basically. So. But um, yeah, we had a good time at the show. Um, I've converted my husband, I can say officially, the day he became uh, a Hiver, a card-carrying Hive member is June 8th. And I remember my, my day as well. My day was July 27th, 2013. Um, that was the first time I saw Beyonce live because until you have seen her live, if you ever fix your mouth to say, oh, she's overrated or, oh, I don't <laughs> think she's all that. Like, if you've never seen her live and you say that, then I'll just be like, because you've never seen her live, you don't fucking get it. But un- until you see her live, it's just like, everything clicks you're like oh okay like she's her mic is fucking on as prince would say like not only is she doing all this jumping around and dancing and entertaining us and giving us visuals but oh her mic is on so that means she has excellent breath control like she's true to this she practices day in and day out she's not fucking playing she's so, so, so here, my, my thing about that is is that like i don't care if their mic is on if they're out, I mean, because Bob put it like this, right? Yes, I'm a big fat chubby guy, right? But if I walk down the street and my favorite song comes on in my well, I almost had my Walkman. That's <laughs> my used to really have it you know, on like that. Like I'm just dating myself. But if, if my favorite song comes on and I'm walking down, just walking a normal pace down the street and singing my favorite song out loud, I am winded halfway down the block. So you have to remember doing a whole dance routine, which is not easy. And then on top of that, you're doing uh, uh, like singing your song. Yeah. So if you're, you know, like I think like there was like a Janet Jackson concert. I saw I wasn't there. It was on television where well, like, like you could tell when she was doing, you know, her like her rhythm nation stuff, like all the dancing, like, you know, her mic was off. But when she was singing like her ballads, she was actually singing. Like the mic was on for those parts. I find that to be totally fine. I mean, because it's so if she's taking the time to sing for everything, all the dancing through all through everything, I think that's pretty amazing. You know, and and there are a lot of people who don't really put that much work into their concerts. They figure, okay, well, we'll have all this flashy stuff and then you'll be happy. But that's the thing. A lot of people aren't even giving you the flashy stuff. Like I watched um somebody I admit I've become a fan of more recently, like in more recent months, not not even years, months, is the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And um because I like now, like I used to like every time his song came on, a song of his would come on with the exception of like a couple, I would turn off. But like he's really put out some good music um lately, like danceable, poppy music, um I mean, probably you should be on drugs. If or it seems like he makes drug music, but still, it's still poppy and it's still fun. And um, he had a concert, and I knew a lot of I knew a lot more songs than I thought I knew. And it was like playing on the HBO, I think, um, or Max, whatever they call it now. Right. And um, he's not ready. Like, as far, even though he's a pop star, mm-hmm. uh, it was visually entertaining for about 
five minutes, five minutes. Um, cause it captured, like at first, like my attention was captivated cause he had these women coming out in these fucking red veils, um, kind of like burkas, like, but, mm -hmm. but sheer burkas, burkas and they were red. Um, and then he just, he just did fire, 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 you know, like fire, like fire poofs here, fire poofs there. That's what a lot of rappers do for entertainment value. And I'm just like, that's not what Beyonce is doing here. <laughs> like, it's way more involved than just that. She's not just giving you, never seen fire once. You might get some glitter um, and some confetti at, like towards the end of the show. <laughs> and maybe she might do some like fireworks um, mm -hmm. a couple of times. But um, for the most part, you're going to get visuals. You're going to be entertained. You're going to get a storyline to keep you engaged while she's changing outfits because then, you know, she changes her fits. I mean, it's, it's, it's different. It's not the same thing. Um, and then, and then, like I said, on top of all that, you're going to get the breath controller. You're going to get her mic is fucking on. Um, so, Hey, I love to see it. I look forward to her next tour. Um, and God willing, I'll be there. COVID free. Maybe next time with my mask, but that's about it. <laughs> you know, I, I still carry my mask in my bag just in case I end up someplace that's too crowded. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do too. I do too. I definitely had one on me, but I, I, I joked with the people at the pharmacy. I told them like I, I kept wearing my mask, and I said I'm going to wear my mask at the supermarket until you guys stop wearing masks. Because I noticed that they stopped wearing their masks. I'm like, okay, the next time I come, I don't have to wear my mask anymore. I figure, I figure the people at the pharmacy know what's up. You know, I give yeah. them the benefit of that doubt. So when they got to the point where they stopped wearing their masks, and I could feel comfortable, there are like there's actually like I'd say maybe a third of the people who work at the supermarket. Uh, still wear their masks. And I figure that's fine because, I mean, when I go to supermarket, usually it's in the morning, right? Like mm -hmm. a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning early. Like if I go Saturday morning, it'll be like after we tape the show. So it will start to get crowded. But the, I mean, you figure yeah. these people are there when the, when the place is like wall to wall packed, you know? And then there's maybe a third of the regular staff that I see. And well, they're the in a lot of people's faces. Great. At the end of the day, they're in a lot. Of, they're in customers' faces, whether it's yeah. packing their bags, checking them out, or whatever. And the people, people are touching everything, and they have to block the shelves and stuff like that. So yeah, it's you know, it's it's still good practice. So I, I keep my mask on me. So if I end up someplace where it's too crowded, or if I jump into an Uber and the Uber driver's wearing a mask, I'm like, okay, I'll put on my mask to yeah, make them respect. I, I figure after after this whole COVID thing, it's just become a, a normal part of life. But, you know, there are some people who are just don't really. But then, but like I said, you know, it's it's just be, it's just a part of life now. Like, you know, I, I talked to my pharmacist and I'm like, do I need another booster? And she's like, you've already had three. So unless there's like a new mutation of it and there's a new vaccine for now, you don't need another booster. Like if you want to get a, I'm about, definitely, you know, I'm definitely going to be asking about my yeah, they were like, if you want to get a flu shot later on in the year, that's fine, but you don't need another COVID shot right now. And I'm like, okay, that, you know, but. Okay, well, let's get into this week's uh, festivities and activities. Um, people have been losing their shit all week, it seems like. Uh, usually it's a slow news week, but not so much this time. Um I'm going to go to some of the older content only because I intended to talk about this stuff when we initially planned to record last week. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into it. Now, uh, do you know who Jocelyn Hernandez, the Puerto Rican princess, is? No, I, I did not. <laughs> okay. 
So she is, oh my gosh, I really wish I could play music on here. I would love to play you one of her songs. Um, I'll put it in the group chat for you to listen to later. Okay. Uh, she, <laughs> we, the world was first introduced to Jocelyn in the early 2000s, maybe like two, not early 2000s, like maybe 2010s. Um, so about, she's, she, we've known of her for at least 10 years. Um, and the world was first introduced to her on Love and Hip Hop. And she, I'm sure you do know who Stevie J is, correct? I've heard the name. Is he uh, is it is he like a producer or something? He is a producer. He was okay. famously known for dating Eve and producing like uh, okay, yes. The like all the bad boy hits, like any a lot of bad boy hits that you could think of, all the party songs and um and even up until the song that they the sample for Big's death, he produced that as well. Okay. So Stevie J is on Love and Hip Hop. He is a fucking creep. And uh, he's putting his child's mother through the ringer at the time. Funny enough, this was the child's mother that he cheated on Eve with. So Carmen came back to bite her in the ass, of course. And uh, he's cheating on her with Jocelyn. Now, Jocelyn, uh, he is trying to mold her. He's going to make her his artist. Um, they're having sex, inappropriate relationships. There's a lot of drama going on with that storyline. Um, eventually, they do actually have a baby where she does not terminate the pregnancy. And uh, that baby is, I don't know, like six now, at least, something like that. Um, and Jocelyn has finally moved on because she got tired of, you know, having threesomes with this man and just doing shit for him that she don't, I guess, didn't want to do anymore. Maybe she didn't want I don't fucking know. It doesn't fucking matter. Bottom line is, her and Stevie J broke up. They do have a daughter together. And... Um, now, Jocelyn has become the queen of Zeus Network. Now, Zeus Network is like VH1 Love and Hip Hop Uncut. Um, she had a show on there called like Jocelyn's Cabaret, where she would um, basically scout girls to perform in her cabaret. And because she's a former stripper, a lot of the moves are very stripperish. It doesn't make me think of a cabaret at all, honestly. It makes me think of a strip club, but whatever, I digress. And um, yeah, so this show has been pretty popular. Um, but of course, because she comes from love and hip hop, there's always like drama and fighting involved and some bullshit involved. Um, so in the midst of this, she also puts out music. She calls herself a rapper as well. Um, and she put out... I guess she put out enough music and because she's associated and affiliated with Zeus, they decide to tap her on the shoulder to perform at this fight that goes down last weekend with Floyd Mayweather and John Gotti. I don't know who John Gotti is. Who the hell is that? Well, the original John Gotti is... Uh, well, we know who the original, right? But, but, like, I, I, but I, I, don't, I don't know who's... Uh, is it John Gotti or, or Yo Gotti? No, John Gotti. Yo Gotti is a rapper. Right. Oh, okay. He's He's actually... <laughs> Funny enough, he's actually um, dating Angela Simmons currently. And years ago, he had this song. Um, it goes down in the DM. And it was a very popular song, especially in the clubs. And I think, I forgot exactly what the line was, but he basically, it's not, it's been an open secret that he's been obsessed with Angela Simmons for years. And um, 
I think just last year they finally started dating. So I guess that's like persistence has, has paid off in his case. But yeah, that song is pretty old and he pursued her quite reluctantly. It seems to have worked in his favor though. Um, and that, that's what Yo Gotti is. Angela Simmons' boyfriend. Um, but as far as John Gotti goes, I don't even know who this is. I don't know why this way Mayweather is playing around like this. Like I said, the paydays must be great. The fact that it was on Zeus Network is wild to me, but whatever. Um, but Jocelyn performed at this show. And um, according to Broward County Sheriff's Office and their arrest records, she was charged with one count of battery domestic violence, touch or strike, one count of battery, or excuse me, one count of trespassing, unoccupied structure or conveyance, and a count of resisting arrest. Sunday night, she was caught on camera fighting a, a rapper, Big Alex, who previously appeared on that show I was talking about, Jocelyn's Cabaret. Uh -huh. In one of the viral uh, videos of the fight, Jocelyn is seen holding topless Lex in a headlock and at one point kicking her while she's on the ground. Other clips show the former love and hip-hop star lashing out at random people around her and slapping a man, seemingly a security officer who tried to calm her down. That sounds like a very Jocelyn thing to do, by the way. Um, at the time of this writing up at four, four days ago, a bond had not been set, but I believe it has since been set and that she's been let out. So this was like the original article that I um, originally, you know, looked at when I wanted to talk about this. Um, yeah. So uh, it's a rough, it's a pretty rough mugshot for her. Um, if yeah. you heard her voice, you honestly would think like there was a lot of confusion at first. Thinking people thought that she was a trans woman because because of how she speaks and how she kind of carries herself, it just seemed like she was overcompensating, like some yeah. some trans people tend to do. But um, yeah. Yeah, she she definitely put hands on her. There's video, um, and it was extra funny though. Is like there were people that were helping her that she was beating up too. So she she's a wild girl. I I, I know why she's so mad. Don't none of her singles chart anywhere. I look, you know, I always look at people's discographies, and she's been making records since 2012, and she only had one single. Yeah, I was on point then, 10, 10 11 years ago. Yeah, uh, she has a song called "Live Your Best Life," and that that peaked at fifty five. I imagine that's on the uh, the U S. charts, but none now. Else. You know what went viral though? Like, uh, her shit's very popular on TikTok. There's one she probably gets some little, you know, a couple cents for, it. and she probably gets it every day because people probably use it every day. Mm -hmm. But the very first season of that show on uh, Jocelyn's Cabaret, she had the song called. Um, I forget. I don't know if it's called a birthday song or whatever, but it's a birthday song. Um, I think that's what it was called. Do it like it's your birthday. But again, because of like how she speaks, it sounds funny a little bit. Um, but it was the intro for a show, and it was like, "Welcome to Jocelyn's Cabaret. I will fulfill your again because she talked funny. I will fulfill your every fantasy." Um, something like that. I can, I'm not getting the words exactly right. And then she goes on to say, um, like when it gets to the bridge, um, or the, I mean the hook, the mm -hmm. hook is do it like it's your be day. Do it like it's your be day, baby. Do it like it's your be day. I've, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've used that song as well on my birthday. So it's popular. I mean, if, 
if they get paid like every time somebody uses those for their birthday or something like that, yeah, she's getting a couple pennies a day for sure. Just on that. Just on that. So, um, but it's it's popular. Like people people like her, but they love to hate her too. So either way, she's popular. Yeah, I I, I saw that mugshot and I was like, whatever they accused her of, she did it. Yeah, she did it. <laughs> that that's not an ambiguous mugshot. Like, well, well, did she do it now? I saw that mugshot. I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever accused her of, she definitely did it. <laughs> not only did it, but I think she would do it again. Like, even mm -hmm. though it's I'm sure gonna be a hassle, you know, yeah. going back and forth to court, dealing with some bullshit. She's gonna have to deal with it. So uh so I would say good luck, but she did it. So no. I hope she gets what she deserves. Basically. Um, okay. So moving on, speaking of what people deserve, hmm. Uh, this has been a very interesting story, an interesting saga, period, honestly. Um, I think it's so weird when I see people in the comments um, that I know and they're like passionately commenting on something. Um, I'm curious what the <laughs> comment says. But anyway, um, all right. So moving on to rappers you may or may not know. Have you ever heard of a rapper prior to this by the name of Gunplay? No, I have not. Okay. I, I, have. I, I, Only I, know him now. I will say, yeah, I've heard of it before. I <laughs> I really, really liked um I really, really liked Rick Ross like in the early two thousands. Like he was giving us some motherfucking bops. So if you were if you were following anything Rick Ross did, then you definitely um you definitely have heard of gunplay uh prior to the past couple of weeks. Um, his his name has been trending. Um, so, and he's still affiliated with Rick Ross, apparently, um, which is fine, whatever. But I'm trying to think of where to even fucking start with this guy. Um, so just for, for background and context, um, unfortunately, his wife, uh, excuse me, his daughter was sick and needed surgery, life-saving surgery. Mm. Um and I I would assume you would think that he did not have the money for it because if he did, he would not have set up a GoFundMe. So there's some deductive reasoning going on here, right? So just follow along with me. Gunplay and his wife set up a GoFundMe to take care, help take care of daughter's hospital bills um, and whatnot. Now, again, he's associated and affiliated with Rick Ross and not just associated, but like calls this man his best friend, calls probably, I, I don't think I'm exaggerating. I feel like I heard this as well, but like he also said that this was his daughter's godfather. This is that level of friendship, right? Mm -hmm. So he gets up and he puts up a GoFundMe, him and his wife. Fans actually donate to it to try to help. They're like, cool. Um, hope she gets well, you know, hope she gets better. Even though some people still took the approach of like, damn, like Rick Ross is your BFF. Like, why ain't he helping him? Because um, Rick Ross is not shy about how much money he spends. Like he bought um, Evander Holyfield's old mansion in Atlanta. Um, oh, my God. He, he he bought that money pit? That, that's his place. <laughs> yes. Holy Christ. Okay. So Rick Ross is has a huge home. Um, he stunts on it. Like he stunts in it all the time. 
So it's not like he's being shy about how much money he has. Like he's he's got that place. Like that's where he lives. Um, he posts like all these sneakers and shit like that. Like cars. He had a car show, which funny enough, interestingly enough, um, DJ Envy is gonna come into this as well. DJ Envy uh -huh. from uh Power 105's Breakfast Club out of New York has a car show as well. Him and Rick Ross, this is a side story that's going to come back a little bit later, but him and uh, Rick Ross start going back and forth about um, who does a better car show because Rick Ross is having it at his actual house, um, which his neighbors fucking hate, by the way. Mm, but uh, he's have it at his house. And um, that's what it is. And so there's already tension between Rick Ross and DJ Envy, not to mention DJ Envy's from Queens. He fucks with 50 Cent who is a sworn enemy of Rick Ross. That's it. This sounds like such a telenovela. Everybody's 50 cents. Like is 50 cents everybody's sworn enemy. <laughs> right. Well, except for DJ Envy because they're from Queens and they fuck with each other the long way. Whatever. So, um, yeah. So, basically, you got Gunplay and Rick Ross versus, like, 50 Cent and uh, Envy, for lack of a better way to compare it. <clears throat> um... So, uh, Gunplay holds a GoFundMe. People give out the goodness of their heart. It's like, cool, I hope your daughter gets better. Um, but the way social media works, they kind of um, kind of shamed Rick Ross into giving, uh, into, into footing the bill because, like, everybody was like, nigga, this is your BFF. Why the fuck you letting this man struggle? If that's supposed to be your homie, like your man's, your man's, your man's man's, then like why why is this happening? Like, why are you letting your goddaughter struggle? Now, and also mind you too, um, I remember a little bit of gunplay's music, but not the way I remember Rick Ross. So I say that to say, like, gunplay ain't making music out here. Like he definitely ain't got it. He ain't got it the way Rick Ross got it. I mean, he he's making music, it just ain't go nowhere. Right, exactly. So people um kind of shame Rick Ross into giving up some money to foot this bill. And he does. He does. Um, I think he donated like fifty thousand or something. Not an amount to sneeze at, but still not even footing the whole bill. Um So we see that happen, and some people's argument was like, "Why do you even have? Why do you even have to set up a GoFundMe to begin with?" But I digress. I don't know if you had it like that. Would is that something that you would give your friend? By the way, like I know I'm taking a little bit of a mid poll here, but like, how would you would you do that if you if you had it to give? And this was your best friend. You're the godfather of their child. Would you foot their hospital bill if she was really sick? Without question, you know. Okay. Because you figure, and then forgive me if I'm wrong, right? Because I, I mean, I mean, he's long since passed away, but I had a godfather growing up. Like all my my nieces and I mean, not my niece, my nephews, my um, my siblings had godparents, right? And you know, the whole premise is, I, I guess, you know, is that if something were to happen to my parents, that'd be the person that would step in. Yeah, it's not legally binding or anything, but yeah, right. But it, but just in in spirit. Yeah. You know, I still I still have the picture of my family, you know, my godmother, my godfather together. I'm I'm a, I'm a baby, you know, in this picture. 
But of all of them, you know, dressed up in their suits and their nice dresses, and they pose after the, the whole thing at the church yeah, where they became my godparents. So that's something that, you know, even though, like you said, it's not legally binding, it's something to be taken seriously. So if I, if somebody came to me and they were like, you know, I want you to be the godfather of my kid, you know, I'm taking it as if something were, heavens forbid, something would happen to you, like I'd be next in line to step in. And, and no matter how old they are, to be like, okay, you can rely on me. Mm-hmm. You know? So in that situation, absolutely, he wouldn't have to ask. It, I would just pay the bill. It would just be done, especially if I had, I mean, you figure I had to look it up real quick. You know, gunplay is, if the internet's to be believed, because I never know where they get these figures from. Right. They say gunplay is worth about a million dollars. I wouldn't even really give him that much. I'll say more like a half a mil. Yeah, which which when you really think of it in this day and age is not a lot of money. You know, it's not money you could retire off of. No. Rick Ross is worth, once again, if it needs to be believed, about $65 million. So it would probably be nothing for Rick Ross to just, you know, pay for his goddaughter's medical bills and just be done with it, you know, not make him have to crawl for it. Well, shortly after that, let's see, this is like uh, about a week ago, um, Gunplay decides optics be damned, he's going to give his BFF a chain, a new diamond chain. I'm gonna play the play the video here. Mm-hmm. And just for being about and just you know, um, okay, let me get it all set up. All right, so you know, I got animal shelter as my my we're gonna go ahead on and rock the Ooh. the whole line. Tell already know what it is. And this is how we live, this is how we move. We always been dogs. Dogs. Dog check. I appreciate this. And boy, that much heavy. So now for context for those items, nobody can see, obviously. Uh-huh. So basically a chain, like, like a Cuban, a big, a thick, I don't know if that would still be considered Cuban links because it's like much thicker links, but it's definitely studded out. It has some diamonds on the necklace part. And then the chain says animal shelter. It's abbreviated, but it says animal shelter and kind of the shape of a doghouse, I guess. And um, now this is, he's presenting this necklace, by the way, to Rick Ross, who is laying down on several like throw pillows it kind of looks like maybe versace design it could be versace i don't fucking i don't know high fashion but it it gives me like versace design he has this tacky as red king size bed with like matching red furniture i could see um but rick ross is laying in bed and he has no shirt on he did not get up he did not put a shirt on like for me, BFF or not, like I'm gonna be like, oh, you coming over? Okay, girl. Like I'm gonna, let me let me just throw something on real quick. Yeah, I'm gonna put something on, and I'm gonna like I'm not gonna have you in my bedroom. Like that, that shit is weird. Um, 
but somehow we got here and this nigga could not be bothered to get up. So Rick Ross just doesn't seem to be impressed by this whole presentation. Maybe I don't know how he would show he's impressed, but it's just giving I don't care. And so to me, Gunplay looks like a damn fool because you kissing this man's ass with this ridiculous ass chain. You couldn't even pay your daughter's hospital bills. What are you like? What are you doing? Like optics of all of this looks bad. So niggas yeah. are starting to turn. Niggas are starting to be like, you know what? Give me my money back. Give me, right. give me my money back because you playing. Like, you don't have it and you out here pretending like you got it. And so if you do got it, then give me my money back. You a fraud. I think everybody's on the same page as to why that makes sense and why that's fair. Not gunplay. Uh, this is what his reaction was. After people started saying they wanted GoFundMe refunds, not find the. I hate using Instagram on the computer because, like, you can't. Um, yeah, Instagram. Like, you can't see. Like, usually on my phone, I can see exactly like where the mute button is and stuff. But I don't know. Oh, here we go. All right, here we go. Oh, it keeps saying video has no sound. Interesting. Okay. Well, won't be able to play this for y'all. But the short of it is, he said, if you if you uh, requested a GoFundMe refund, then y'all some assholes. Um, and basically, and then he said he called them ungrateful. I was like, mm, I don't think so. And basically what he said was like, you're... Um, you didn't give out the goodness of your heart. No, nigga, they did give out the goodness of their heart. Yeah. It's you who didn't receive with pure intentions. You the one receiving with these weird ass intentions to um stunt on your homeboy when you don't have it. You don't have it. Period. And it's just like, wow, people really fucking missed that critical thinking chapter in school. Basically. Because like, how did you get here? So yeah, he was just talking shit. Um, to people that give um, yeah I, I mean I look at it like this for, for someone like Gunplay why are you mad that I'm mad because you suck you know there are so many people who like have GoFundMe's who really really need it you know unfortunately when my niece died you know she was young she was only in her in her 20s when she died and, you know, my brother had to do a GoFundMe to help pay for a funeral costs. You know what I mean? And there are a lot of people out there who have GoFundMes because, you know, they're in real trouble. and They have no one else to turn to, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they depend, as they say in, in, the, in the old play, they depend on the kindness of strangers. So, but if I do, you know, for your GoFundMe and you're giving a man who has literally 65 times the amount of money you have with a diamond chain. And why do you think Rick Ross would need, a, need another diamond chain? Have you seen his album covers? Do you think he needs another diamond chain? And you have the nerve, the unmitigated gall to be angry about that and tell people, you know what, well, fuck you. I'm like, no, Nick, fuck you. Got me saying the N-word today. I'm like, look, man, you are trash. Matter of fact, you're not, you're, you're lower than trash because at least they could burn trash for fuel. Like you were just absolutely worthless. And if, I mean, if he had some humility about it, I'm like, okay, well, I, I, you know, I saw all the money coming in. I made a bad decision. As far as I'm concerned, it's over. 
But for him to get on that podcast and start right. and double down on the bullshit. Yeah, that's where I'm just like, you know what? I hope your daughter makes it through. And I hope when your daughter's old enough, she changes her name and runs away. Okay, that's not something I should wish for. But at the same time, it's like you are just a shitty human being. You know, and you're mad at people who gave out the goodness of their hearts just so you could buy a rich dude a chain. That's the reason why this country is in the toilet, because you have people who have nothing simping for people who have way more. Yeah, that always blows me. That always blows me when people do that, like try to take up for corporations and shit. I'm like, no, bitch. Like these corporations don't love you. <laughs> you you're a price point to them. You know, I mean, I, I'm looking at, at Gunplay's discography. I don't see anywhere where this dude is on Maybach. Because Maybach, that's um Rick Ross's label, right? It is, yeah. Maybach music. I don't see none of his records on Maybach. So maybe, the, well, yeah, it's probably on Animal Shelter. Is that his label? I don't see, I, I see, oh, you know what? I take it back. The first one, MMG, is Maybach Music Group, right? Yes, that, so, that definitely would have been like back in the day. Like I said, like okay, when, so I, actually, I, I, when Rick Ross shits was hitting like back to back all the time. Okay, so I do take it back because it is um M MMG is Maybach Music Group. So yeah, it is on on. He had two of them that were like on Real Talk Entertainment, and the last two we put out in twenty eighteen and twenty twenty two was on Maybach Music Group slash Empire slash Black Bilderberg Group. Jesus Christ, man, you got so many people in your pockets. Yeah, you'll never get out from under that. No wonder you need a help. Yeah. So I mean, but he hasn't had a record that charted since. 2015 it's 2023 so he made he cut four albums since then none of them charted and how do you not chart in the age of streaming where people all they, have, they don't have to go out and buy a physical copy of your record they just listen to it and then you don't you can't even chart and you talk about you know have to go do a gofundme to help your own daughter and then just use it to buy a chain you know in the hood people get shot for that you know mm -hmm. If you owe somebody, if you gave somebody, I'm making up a total scenario here. Like he gave somebody drugs on consignment, which you should never do. I'm not a drug dealer, even I know that. Yeah. And they talk about, oh, you know, I'm having a hard time selling these drugs. And next thing you know, you see him like in a, in a fresh new Dapper Dan suit. Now I'm really dating myself with the Dapper Dan stuff, you know, like fresh new clothes and all this other stuff. And you still don't get your money. Somebody's taking, somebody's taking a cut back. Somebody's getting dropped. So, yeah, uh, why, I mean, he's just a garbage individual, you know, and we'll see, we'll see what happens, but I hope his daughter's okay. I hope her surgery went well, and this dude can, uh, and it's Father's Day tomorrow, too. Holy Christ, yeah. this shit's so yeah. close to Father's Day. So, yeah. we should have an article about, uh, about gunplay. And just have him as an example of how not to be a father. Between him and Brian McKnight, I wish them the Father's Day that they deserve. Basically. You know, like for Father's Day, he should get like a cold TV dinner. Like they don't even put it, they don't even put it in the microwave. Just throw, just throw it down on his feet. Here you go. Happy Father's Day, stupid. Just throw it at his feet and walk away. Pretty much. Um, there's an, another father I do want to talk about real quick. Um it's not somebody I believe you heard of, um, at least not until today. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, 
So there's a rapper by the name of YK Osiris. Ooh, I, I, I have heard of him. Not okay, good yeah. things either. <laughs> okay. So with him, um, I did like one of his songs though. Like I that's the only song I know. Oh, you know, he had that song, uh, You Gotta Be Worth It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the one. That's the one. That was a very popular song. I like that song. I'll give you the world, baby girl. You just gotta be worth it. Whatever. Yeah. Um very popular. I think I've seen him on um I watch, you know, you know I watched the Kendra G show. Um mm -hmm. he was on there one time. Um I think he was just goofing around though. He gives me like um I just want to go viral, just be seen kind of vibes. Yeah. Um it, which is unfortunate because he's it's a handsome young man, but he's just corny. Like you could tell. Like I, I could tell he's corny. Like he don't he don't have no type of he game no about him. No, he ain't got no swag, no game. Like I could tell. Like he's a lame. He is. So um, somebody that's not a lame, and uh, but I I wouldn't be surprised if this is the type of woman he would go for is a rapper by the name of Sukiyana. Do you know any of Sukiyana's music? Any of her music? I, I I feel like I've heard that name before, and I feel like if I heard one of her songs, it would probably come to me. Okay, well, let me refresh your memory with some of the lyrics. This is from a song called Eaten, and I'm pretty sure you've seen this like on TikTok, or at least heard it mm -hmm. um, on TikTok. Mostly people are joking, um, by the way, when they use this, because it's quite uh, this is quite a lot. Um, Here's the uh, here's I don't even know if this is a verse or a hook or whatever, but uh where it goes, he just he just popped a perk 30, got that perky dick and my rent due bitch. You know I'm taking dick. I'm hot in the tail and I'm selling tail. Bitch, I'm drunk as hell. Where the road tail? That's weird. I need some Rotel dick. I need some motherfucking Rotel dick. Bitch, you, you know I'm strapped with a stick. Do do do. Every Glock I got to switch. Gra gra. Mm. I ain't shit for doing these damn alas, but go ahead. Uh, bitch, stop the car. I got to piss. I got to piss, ho. He just ate my ass. He want to switch. Now I'm eating his ass. That's the part that's on TikTok. Now I'm eating his ass. Eating his ass. Or whatever. Like, I. Okay, so like, just. Very, very vulgar. Um, there's also parts where she's talking about, like, just, just having sex, period. I'm not even going to go into more any more graphic detail. Bottom line is, she's very open with her sexuality. Uh -huh. She'd be talking crazy on these songs. Um, but even in a world where a woman like Sukiyana exists, I would never, like, as a man, like, walk up to her and be like, you know what? Everything you said in your song, we gonna we gonna make happen right now, like because nigga, it's it's a song. Like we we just had a whole conversation about how Beyonce is an entertainer. Do I think Beyonce um does have the shit she talks about in her song? No, that's not the point. Right. She's an entertainer. I feel like Sukiyana is just as much an entertainer. I mean, she ain't no Beyonce, obviously, but she's an entertainer nonetheless. And so um. I say that to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to put this hypothetical on it. We can all agree that even sex workers can be raped, right? 
Yes, absolutely. At the end of the day, they still have to give consent. Whether you paid for their time or not, their time and access to their body, they can be raped because they have to give consent. That is the key word here, folks, consent. Um, well, apparently, YK Osiris and half the internet didn't get that motherfucking memo because the past week they've been getting on, on my nerves by discussing um, why Sukiyana deserved to be, yes, technically assaulted by YK Osiris. Um, they were at some event. I forgot what event that they were at. But um, she was sitting down. Lil Duvall was sitting to her left. YK Osiris comes up behind her and basically forces a kiss on her. So, of course, niggas was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's disgusting. Like, the people who got it, got it. Um, they were just like, that's disgusting. She could, she didn't consent to that. You could tell she did, She was not okay. She turned away. Um, now, she did do the awkward laugh like most people do right. um, when they're uncomfortable. Um, but you could. she didn't embrace the kiss. She didn't kiss him back either. Um, and he didn't ask for consent. I don't, I don't understand like why, how hard it is to ask, ask for like, Hey, can I give you a kiss? Can I give you a hug? Like, it's not that hard. Um, but it was for him. And so niggas were going back and forth on the internet all week, basically citing those lyrics I just read and justifying why a kiss isn't a big deal and why, why K.O. Cyrus had the right to do what he did um eventually he did apologize he gave a very pr general apology he said i apologize to my family and supporters keep letting y'all down i just want to be a better person and focus on my purpose and that's music i love y'all so much for real don't worry i got a gift for y'all since i've been bullshitting these past years i guess the gift the music is what he's talking about i lost everything my mom my family my love for music i just need help for real I don't understand that last part because you literally took a moment that was about the victim and turned it to yourself, which is yeah. again, weird shit. And this is what makes him a lame, like I was saying. And um, he apologized. Suki had responded. Um, and this is what it boils down to because at the end of the day, I'm not going to be madder than the victim. If the victim says that they're over it or they're working to getting to be a place that they're over it and they forgive him, then so be it. Um, but this is her apology. I mean, excuse me, her response. I want to first say thank you to everyone who has reached out. Your thoughtfulness has not gone unnoticed. And, and you know what's crazy? I'm going to just say this real quick. Usually with these types of statements, the more ignorant the rapper, like as far as like the more ignorant their lyrics are, the harder right. it is. I have a hard time like reading their shit. Her shit was very purposeful, which leads me to believe she is nobody's dummy. She is not, she's either got a great PR person and she made sure she used the PR person to write this up, or if she wrote this herself, she is not a fucking dummy. She's not a dummy. So she's definitely an, which makes me think she's an entertainer. Like the lyrics are dumbed down because people are dumbed down. So she's selling what people Yeah, are. I, I, I hate to, I, I hate to agree with you on that because you were absolutely right about the whole dumbing down thing. Where it's like, you know, Jay-Z had that line in his song. 
Talk about, and I, I'm, I'm going to butcher the line, but he talked about rhyming like back when uh, comedy calls of common sense, right? Before he just changed it to just common, right? Mm-hmm. And, he, and he made a line talking about, um, I used to rhyme like common sense, but then he sold a million. So I, I, so I ain't rhyme like common sense, like since then. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. So basically he just figured out I could just be, you know, super lyrical or I could just make a shit ton of money, you know? So not both. I, I I definitely get it. I, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the show where Dre was talking about like like when he used to play like Nas stuff back in his hood. Like a lot of people that he hung with thought that like Nas stuff was like over their head, mm-hmm. as far as the lyricism goes. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So I definitely get it, but I think we just kind of need. A, I mean, I look at it like this with with her. I I took a peek at her Instagram page, and I'm just like. You know, I, I I see that vibe, but then again, you know, like you said, it's all about consent. Just because you make records like that doesn't mean that that's how you are in real life. That people can just walk up to you and then just grope you or kiss you, and it's okay because you make music like that. Like exactly. that's not. I mean, there are some people who actually hide the fact that they're married because it's all about entertainment. They want that immersion, you know. So they hide the fact that they're married because they want people to be immersed in their music and then maybe have a chance like, oh, well, you know, I could be with, you know, I'm making up names here, like Maxwell or D'Angelo mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. And then if they find out that they're married, then it just kind of takes them out of it. Yeah, it takes so. the fantasy away. Right. So, I mean, but I mean, YK Osiris, from what I know about him, he's always been kind of a creep. And if they told me that like Bruno Mars did that, I'd be like, what? But yeah. but YK Osiris doing that? Yeah, that that kind of fits with his whole aesthetic. he's always been he's always been a creep and it looks like it looks like the streak continues yeah yeah so he he has not had a good week um okay so she goes on to say i would like to address the event that took place on saturday as well as the aftermath surrounding such first i want to acknowledge that yk osiris has apologized to me both privately and publicly and i've chosen to accept his apology god always forgives me and i can always forgive others my accepting his apology is not me excusing or lessening his, the severity of his actions. This is Destiny choosing to give grace to Osiris. So I guess that's her legal name, Destiny. Um, he is young. It is my prayer that this experience will cause him and others to be more mindful and respect the personal boundaries of others. I'm human, a woman, a mother and daughter before I'm an entertainer. No matter what my lyrics express, I still have boundaries and a right to have them. Again, I have accepted his apology and I'm working towards getting back to my life. I am giving YK the grace to and, and forgiveness that I wanted to be given to me as I was discovering and defining myself on this very public and sometimes unforgiving entertainment platform. Thank you again. I deeply appreciate your support. I'm a pro-Black woman. Uh, she also put like a status. Um, this is not a part of the formal apology. Uh, it's a separate statement that says, I am a pro-Black woman and I'm not into tearing Black men down. This is something I'm choosing to forgive him for. I love him and accept his apology. I would like to move on from this. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's I it. Know. I mean, like, that's it. She was very eloquent with her statements. Um, I feel like that's how you that's how you speak on something and put a period after it. Yeah. And then, so, like, it, and it just puts it all into a nice, neat little bow and it's it's done. Yeah. Is basically wrapped up the topic, and and on that note, yeah, if Suki's over it, so am I. So I'll pass the baton over to you. All right, all right. 
So I, I got a few quick hits to burn through. I'm going to try to get through these quick. So you can put me on a timer. I'm trying to get through these in five minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's three things. Okay. All right. Uh, here we go. Number one, Pat Robertson passed away. I will tell you this. I've been trying so hard not to dance on this old man's grave. Because while I am not religious, most of my friends are, and I hate people who take advantage of other people's religions to make themselves rich. Robertson was worth over well over $100 million, right? 700 Club played all across the world. And basically- oh, that guy. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And, and basically his message was always about hate and bigotry. He literally said that Haitians made a deal with the devil to get out of- slavery from the French, which is why they have earthquakes all the time. Like mm -hmm. he just, he, like there are some people who have faith and some people who use the Bible to justify bigotry. It so nobody so has created more, more atheists than Pat Robertson. So uh, I'm not glad that you're dead, but the world is better off without you. Okay. Uh, the Supreme court had a ruling on a concrete company recently, which could have a big impact on unions they basically voted that if a concrete, well, not just a concrete company, but if a company, uh, if you go on strike and the company loses profits because of the strike, that it opens a door for them to sue the unions for uh, to recoup those losses. The whole point of going on strike is so that you'll realize who really has the power. The power belongs to the workers. So if you're not even going to, and the only reason why people go on strike is because you won't sit down and negotiate with them for better pay and better conditions. That's why they have to go on strike because they don't want to go on strike. They want to work. But if you won't listen to them, then they have to go on strike. And now they made it legal. And the part that, I mean, the part that really caught my eye is that Sonia Sotomayor and Elena Kagan voted for this. So the only one who didn't vote for it was Katanji Brown Jackson. That sends a bad message. It lets people know that all the time that you're browbeating people about oh, you got to vote Democrat because of the judges and the judges are siding with the corporations. What's it all for? So that was a bad move on Kagan. And even though they had a couple of victories recently that helped out, that was a bad look for them to do. Mm -hmm. The more cynical people are going to catch on to that. And last but not least, Live Golf. Uh, basically, I say Live Golf bought out the PGA. They, it, it's, it's considered oh, the Saudis, right? Yeah. It's considered a merger, but the problem was the PGA, long story short, they've been back and forth with lawsuits. The PGA was hemorrhaging money with these lawsuits against Live Golf. And they said, we can't compete against a, an entire country, you know, as far as litigation. So they had to just give up and they had to merge with Live Golf. I love how Live Golfers are like when they when in interviews, they're like, well, September 11th happened so long ago. And as for that journalist that the Saudis had murdered and dismembered, you know what? There's two sides to every story. They pay me tens of millions of dollars a year to play golf. Can't we all just get along? Can't we all just be peaceful? You know what kills me about like, oh, it was like so long ago is like it literally says never forget. Yeah. Exactly. Y'all <laughs> say that every September 11th. Y'all literally say that. Never forget. Yep. It, it's called sports washing. It's where people with terrible reputations like the Saudis uh, use sports to clean up their image. And unfortunately, sometimes it works. But for people like for people like us who don't really forget, 
it doesn't work. You're still a bunch of scumbags who wouldn't even let women in your country drive a car until 2018. So good thing I don't watch golf because <laughs> this way there's nothing for me to boycott. So, all right. And that's it for the quick hits. Where did I come in at? I didn't even. Ooh, I didn't... didn't even hit five minutes. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm getting better at this. You are. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's start with Disney. Speaking of corporations. So Disney, they had this whole thing. You know what? You know what I really hate, Odie? And I, I block these sites all the time. Anytime a movie, especially especially cartoons nowadays or animated shows that have a little bit of diversity in it, there's always a subset of people who want it to fail just so they could say, see, because you went woke. You mm-hmm. know? So like the the Lightyear movie that came out uh last year, I think it was, you know. I think they had uh, a lesbian couple in the movie. And I think the most they did was like hold, and it's a PG movie. I think the most they did was like hold hands or some shit like that. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't anything explicit. But they were mad because Tim Allen wasn't in it because it wasn't about Buzz Lightyear, the toy. It was about Buzz Lightyear, the character that the toy is based off of. So they got um, Chris Evans, you know, Captain America to do the voice. Right. Mm-hmm. And the movie did not do well at all. So the focus of these. Uh, these websites that wanted the movie to fail, the focus of it was Pixar uh, fired the director of uh, Lightyear, right? That's what they focused on. No, Disney cut 7,000 jobs across the board, right? But they singled on the one person that was the the focus of their hatred because, you know, Tim Allen is an, is an outspoken conservative. Mm-hmm. So he's like the, he's like their their conservative hero, right? And personally, I don't really give a shit about your political stuff. Like you know, like uh, James Woods is an outspoken conservative. I still like stuff that he's in. I like James Woods as an actor, right? So I'm not gonna be like, oh, you're a conservative. I'm not, I'm not gonna watch your stuff. I don't really give a shit mm-hmm. about all that, even though I'm very political, right? But um, so long as you don't go off the rails like Roseanne Barr. I don't really care <laughs> and, and start calling people monkeys. I don't really care about your political affiliation. If you're an entertainer, I'm going to watch your stuff so long as you don't go out of pocket. But what I wanted to, to look at, it was like Disney laid off 7,000 people, right? Because they're trying to save $5.5 billion in costs. The question is why, why would they do that? Here's the thing. Uh, this is from uh macrotrends.com. And I'm going to read this from the bottom. Disney annual gross profit, right? This is their profit for 2020 was $21 billion, right? Uh, now, granted, this is around, around the time of the pandemic. So they said it was like a 21% decline from 2019, right? I didn't have the 2019 numbers, right? But then gross profit in 2021 was 20, uh, $22 and then gross profit in 2022 was 28 billion, right? But here's the thing, that $20 billion, that's profit. That's not gross. Their gross was like 80, 90 million or something like mm-hmm. that. After all their bills are paid and everybody and everybody's paid, that's how much they have left per year. So in the last three years, they've made $70 billion. In profit, that's insane. But 
they had to they had to make all these cuts. Why? Because the shareholders weren't getting enough. So now they had to fire 7,000 people so they could save $5.5 billion in, 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 pro in profits so that they could, in expenses, so they could pay the shareholders. Shareholders are basically ticks on a dog's balls when it comes to America. They are the ones who make insane demands of corporations because they put money, because they buy stocks or what have you. Because basically they were trying to fight off, there was some goofy person, I don't even know the, know the guy's name, but they were trying to take over the board, right? And I don't know how all this board stuff works, right? I just know I go to work, I work hard, they give me a paycheck, right? That's all I know. <laughs> so I'm yeah, not going to didn't even give the paycheck. They basically had some guys at the top that were like, we're going to have um, this many people in that department. Yeah. So, I mean, the company, yeah, the company I work for, they're, they're not, they're a mutual company. So they don't really deal with shareholders in that regard, right? There are certain branches of it that do, but not where I work. So we don't have to worry about that, right? But if you work for a company that has shareholders, you have your shareholders, you have your stakeholders, and your stakeholders are people who do actual work, like your like the the, the distribution guys, the producers, mm -hmm. stuff like that, people who do actual stuff, right? So this whole notion of, oh, the people who sit on their duffs and just wait for checks to show up aren't getting enough. So now they got to cut 7,000 jobs. That is a lot of people. It is. You know? So corporations are always going to be corporations. They don't really care about the people that work for them. Because I would have told the shareholders, well, you know what? Sell, sell your shares. I'm not, I'm not firing anybody, right? We just made $20 billion last year, which is what? Uh, six or $7 billion per quarter or something like that. So you're not getting enough. Who gives a shit? We'll get, we had a pandemic a few years ago. We're going to get back on track. HBO Max did the same thing. Now Disney's getting ready to merge with Hulu. I mean, because you can get them as a package. Now they're going to merge together by the end of the year. And whenever they make mergers, it doesn't make it bigger. It makes the internal machine smaller because then they're going to cut people. So this whole notion of, I mean, people love Disney. Like when it comes to customer service, like Disney is always up to like when you talk about examples, like Disney is always like top five with like Zappos and stuff like that as far as customer service goes. But the problem is, is that they're a at the end of the day, they're a corporation. And corporations worry about one thing, profits and serving the shareholders. If the shareholders are unhappy, everybody else is going to be miserable. So I hate to say it, Disney, but you can eat a dick for that. You know, because you figure if you work for someplace like Disney, the one thing you would think that you would have would be job security. And you don't even have that working at Disney, a company that, that makes $20 billion a year in profits. You can't even have a secure job because some asshole sitting in Boca Raton someplace didn't get enough dividends. Fuck you, cocksucking piece of shit. So. And then speaking, speaking of cocksucking piece of shits, Donald Trump. I, I I want your thoughts on this, Odie, before I get started. The whole Donald Trump thing with him getting indicted. What what are your thoughts on that before I go off on Donald Trump? I ain't celebrating shit till I see some jail time. 
<laughs> you know what? Uh, to to steal a line from. I don't care. I don't care. Even if it's like six days, I want to see jail time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for all the this guy has seventy uh, felony counts against him. Felonies. Something gotta stick. Yeah, there, there's no way he, he could he could skate from all this. You know, do a plea deal. You know, something like that. But then again, he'd have, he'd have to admit that he's wrong, even though he told everybody he's innocent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, for all I mean, like like that Stormy Daniels stuff, he's gonna he's gonna skate on that. I mean, no one at the end of the day, no one really gives a shit about campaign finance bullshit. But I mean, put it like this: uh, Chapel Trap House joked about this. They were like, uh, Dinesh D'Souza went to went to jail for campaign finance violations. He was like, that's like the the intelligence test of conservative douchebags. Like, if you go to jail for campaign finance violations, you're an idiot because it's the easiest laws to break. And then, you know, my friends put it in perspective, like, that's why all these people are running for president who have like 1%, <laughs> um, what you would call it, you're, you're running at 1% uh, favorability in the polls, but you're going to run for president. Why? Because it's not just about the campaign money that you're going to embezzle. It's about all the other opportunities that are going to come up because mm-hmm. of it. You mm-hmm. got you got America's butler, Tim Scott, running. No one likes Tim Scott outside of South Carolina. People in South Carolina don't like Tim Scott. They just vote for him because he has an R next to his name. So that's it. I mean, they they would vote for a for a, a old bucket of paint if it had a, if it was running as a Republican. Because these people are just programmed to just vote for whoever as long as you come out there and say dumb shit like well i don't i don't see color racism doesn't exist in this country anymore yeah they're gonna of course they're gonna vote for you because you're co-signing their horse shit but donald trump is the dumbest motherfucker i i imaginable and they were like well if he's so dumb why is he so rich because his father gave him 400 million dollars which he promptly blew and the only reason why Donald Trump seems smart is because his supporters are dumber than he is. When I say supporters, I don't mean people that voted for him, right? That's a whole different thing. I'm talking about people who just co-signed for him, all the p- people who think that he's like the second coming of Jesus, even though he doesn't know any Bible verses. Or how to use first or second Corinthians. <laughs> No, 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 Odie. It's two Corinthians. The two Corinthians. Right. <laughs> when he said that, I I'll put it like this. I don't even I you know, you know my whole deal about the Bible. I'm not gonna rehash that. But when he said that two Corinthians thing, I, I did a spit take. I would I didn't have anything in my mouth. I was just like, you gotta be fucking shitting me. How 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 did the but then again with the evangelicals, so long as they get what they want, they don't really give a shit. Donald Trump, when he when he when he cleared out those people to pose in front of that church, he could have been holding a copy of like, I don't know, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey instead of the Bible, and the, the evangelicals would have would have praised him because he's given them what they want, which is more control to just run roughshod over the government and just make shit up as they go along. So, I don't know, but here here's how dumb Donald Trump is in this whole situation. Because they always say, well, what about um, Hillary? What what about Joe Biden? Here's the thing about Joe Biden. When Joe Biden found out he had those documents, he gave them back. 
They called his people called the archives. They're like, hey, listen, you know, we were cleaning out Joe Biden's office. We found these classified documents. Come get them. And they came and they got them. They cataloged them. They took them back. With Hillary Clinton and the email server, she was investigated during the during the trial. I mean, during the election. And you know what they found out? They said that, yes, Hillary Clinton definitely did mishandle classified information by having her own email server, but there was no malice, no bad intent. So they're not going to press any charges. Do you think they really want to prosecute these people? I'll put it like this, Odie. Have you ever worked retail yes. before? <clears throat> I worked at Best Buy. Did you ever catch people stealing? Um, I was not in loss prevention, uh, so I didn't see. Oh, so you had like your own loss prevention department. Ahead. Yeah, we did. We had our own LP persons. Oh, like yeah. back in the day, they don't have it like this at Best Buy anymore, but they wore a yellow shirt. They were the person at the front. And so like if you checked out in the back of the store, mm-hmm. usually you would check out in the back of the store if you were buying like a TV and then they would bring the TV on a cart. Or if you had something like in a clear bag, like an iPod usually mm-hmm. or some sort of gaming console, you checked out in the back of the store, you came out with your clear bag and then that person would check your receipt, kind of like Walmart. Okay. But it depends on for what kind of purchase and where you checked out. But yeah, no, I'm... But I know that people have caught LP has caught people stealing while I was there. Now, what do they what do they normally do with those people? They don't they don't pursue them. They just observe and report. Okay, okay. Like for us, they they hated when we used to confront shoplifters because, and and this is back before my the companies to work for before they went like true corporate, right? They were they were a smaller chain, mostly East Coast, like New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, shit like that. They weren't that big. And then Camelot took them over, and then they had some more reach. And then Transworld took them over, and then that's when they became super corporate. That's the part where I was like, okay, I, I can't work for these people no more. But they were like, you know, I had my 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 regional manager tell me if some because I used to confront shoplifters all the time, right? And he was like, if they make it out of sort of stuff, let it go, because yeah, that box that they stole, we'll just buy another one. But you cannot be replaced. We can replace your position, but we can't replace you. So if they make it out of storage and stuff, let it go. You know, don't pursue them, you mm-hmm. know, because if something, you know, we don't want anything to happen to you. Like they were very, uh, they were a company, but they weren't really corporate. Yeah. And all and all of their people at the top used to work at the positions where we were. So they know what's up. You know, as opposed to trans world where everybody was some college educated douchebag who just knows how to read charts and graphs and has never worked a cash register in their life. But I say all that to say this. If we caught somebody stealing, especially when I worked at the Roosevelt Field Store in New York, because they had a they had a police substation in the mall. So you call the cops. They're there in like 60 seconds. Right. It wasn't like working in a strip mall where the cops had to actually show up. No, they call the cops. We call the substation. They're right there, you know, with the handcuffs and everything. But if we catch you stealing, right, and you give back what you stole, you know what we say? All right, go. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I, um, in the, the day, like, n- nobody's paying me enough to 
track down this merchandise that you could easily have uh, replaced insurance yeah. on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it, it's it's absolutely incredible that people have not really figured that part of it out with Donald Trump. They said you you took our documents, boxes and boxes of our documents. You took them, right? When Joe Biden had those documents, he was still vice president, right? And they just didn't make it back to the archives, right? And when he found out, he gave them back. Hillary and her email servers, right? You know, fine. You mishandled your classified information, but you cooperated with us. So we're going to let it go. You think they really wanted to prosecute uh, Donald Trump? They left him no, they left him no choice. The, every attempt they made to take those, get those documents back, they were just like, no. He was like, no, I'm not giving them back. And then, then he lied. They gave some of them back and he lied. They had to raid Mar-a-Lago and all that other bullshit. He had boxes in his bathroom. Let me ask you, did you see the picture of Donald Trump's bathroom? Yeah, I did. I did. What a... <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, I live in I live in a one bedroom, one bathroom apartment. My shower curtains look better than Donald Trump's shower curtains. Donald Trump's shower curtains look like the shower curtains that you would like wrap a body in before you throw it into a river. Like Jesus Christ, man. I mean, all right. So he had like the tile floors, and then he had like the the fancy looking sink. And then he has a toilet that looks like he got it from Home Depot, and it's just really low. Maybe maybe it's just a bad angle because of the picture. But it looks real low to the ground, you know. At least hit a liner in his trash can. Was, that was that was one. He's got little hands, so I wouldn't be surprised. How how old is he? He's he. I know he's over six feet tall. He's kind of tall. Weird. He's at least six feet tall. And then he had um he had a chandelier in his bathroom. Oh, who the fuck are you, Liberace? Why do you have a chandelier in your bathroom? You're six feet tall. You're just gonna you're just gonna hit your head on the chandelier. You're not at the Vatican where all the ceilings are 30 feet in the air. Why are you mm, just just super, super tacky? And then he had all the boxes lined up in his bathroom. And then he put the trash can next to the boxes. I'm like, okay. Like, like it's part of the furniture now. <laughs> all this stuff happened to Trump is self-inflicted. Remember one thing. It hasn't happened in about 70 years. But... People who were caught for espionage, they used to execute them. The last time they executed, they executed a couple out in New York back in the uh, back in the the fifties because they were they conspired to um, at least that's what they were accused of. You never know with the, with the government, but they conspired to uh, give give nuclear secrets to the to the Russians. They were executed, and that's back when they had the electric chair. So you know that shit was painful. You know, that was not the way you want to go, the electric chair. I don't know who thought that shit up, but pretty gruesome, you know, not the way I'd want to go. So Donald Trump has like 37 charges just from that, just from that case. And then seven of them have to deal with um, espionage because he actually was on the phone talking to people, talking about, yeah, you know, these documents were. You know, I could have declassified them, but I didn't. But they're secret. You want to know what's in them? No, he didn't say it like that, of course. But I mean, you're talking to people about your classified documents that you stole from the White House. How do you think this was going to end? In a good way? I hope not. 
But I, I'll tell you this. Every time Trump gets caught up on charges, every time he got impeached, we had we have a lot of fun. We we post our memes, we post Trump in his orange jumpsuit, getting his hair braided in jail, all that other shit. We have a we have we laugh, we have fun with it, right? Because we know he's never gonna see a day in jail. I don't know this time. I know, and, and it's not even like, you know, wishful thinking. It's just more like just the gravity of it all. I'm like, dude, you stole classified nuclear secret, not just nuclear secrets, but attack plans of contingencies for like, if we have to attack Iran and you're showing them to other people. Mm-hmm. You have them in Florida, you have them in New Jersey, you have classified docs all over the place. I joked about it on Facebook. There are people who had to go to spy school. They had to like learn how to be a spy. They had to learn how to d- do disguises and you know learn different languages and all that other shit and learn to use strangling wire and contact poison. I mean, I know I'm getting real James Bond about it, but all you had to do was just get a get a membership at Mar-a-Lago and go take a shit, and all the classified documents are right there. You know, just be like, oh, sorry, had a bad egg salad sandwich. I'm just going to be in the bathroom for a while with all these classified documents. That clicking sound? No, that's not my phone taking pictures of classified secrets. <laughs> that's definitely happened to uh, one of my friends, by the way. She was trying to sneak, take a picture. Mm-hmm. Show us, and her phone clicked on the elevator. Oh, my God. Mm. Embarrassed. Embarrassed. Secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. But I mean... I'll put it like this. This would be the closest Donald Trump ever comes to going to prison would be for this because this is and then the and then he still has the election tampering thing to deal with out in Georgia. And Letitia James is kind of slowing down her investigation on the campaign finance to give um, the DA in this case time to, to time to do his thing. But Fannie Willis in Georgia. Nope. She's moving full steam ahead. So he'll probably be indicted again before the end of the year. Because they had Donald Trump on tape trying to pressure. And then here's another thing that I found to be hilarious. I'm still getting more info on this. So this is just a rough preliminary thing. I just found out about this this morning. But supposedly, I'll put it like this, Odie, real quick. You remember we talked about, I don't know if we talked about it on 360 Degrees or talked about it on Politrics. But do you remember they they talked about a rumor about um uh what's her name? Lauren Bobert about how she got into politics because she used to do she used to be on those sugar daddy sites and she met and that's how she met with Ted Cruz. And Ted mm-hmm. Cruz kind of pointed her toward politics. That's what I had heard, right? No, I don't recall that rumor, but okay. Yeah. Now the pictures that they put up of her of uh, oh, on that website were fake. So we didn't really worry about it that much. And at first, Lauren Bulbert said, well, I'm going to sue, right? Which is what you expect her to say. But then she didn't. Her, She kept quiet about it. Ted Cruz kept quiet about it because this was done by some organization. And then eventually it kind of went away. And I had a theory about that, right? I think what this organization was trying to do was they were trying to get her to sue so they can go into discovery. And if they go into discovery, they would have access to her personal records, her text, her email, stuff like that, that they would that would be pertinent to the case. They'd have access to that. So I think 
she came out and said she was going to sue and he probably told her, no, 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 no. It's, it's a trap. You know, don't sue. Keep quiet. Let it go. All that is a theory, by the way. There is no there's no basis for any of this for what I just said. But in this case here, there is um, someone tried to sue a newspaper. Right. And then they had to go into discovery. And while they went to this person's personal records, they found uh, emails about Donald Trump trying to also pressure the attorney general of Pennsylvania to overturn the election. And even information where they sent him um, fake Dominion law, you know, fake Dominion um, poll numbers or information to try to say, no, 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 this, you know, just void the election. <laughs> and, and I don't, and I have to find out more about it and I'll probably talk about it more next week. But if that's the case, once again, it's, these are just the dumbest criminals. And somehow at the end of the episode, they're still like sitting at the kitchen table counting all the money. So I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I really don't get it. So I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna ask you a personal question moving on here, Odie. You don't you don't watch porn, do you? Of course I do. Right. You ever hear of a porn star named uh, Mariah Mills? Mm-mm. I don't be knowing their names like that. The only um woman I know there's two there's two women that I know um off the top of my head Pinky of course mm -hmm. and um Jada Jada something it's oh, like yeah. yeah I think so and she had braces I don't know she, she had braces at one point she might okay. not I'm sure she doesn't have them anymore okay but I think that's who I'm thinking of I think that's her name it's funny. I, I don't really watch Mariah Mills videos because she is way too, I'm, I'm going to be a jackass here. She's way too plastic for me. Like you could just tell that she's had way too much work done. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there are stars that get boob jobs and then, uh, then I just immediately lose interest. So she's had them from the start from, from when I, you know, when I see her videos pop up in the, in, in the feed and stuff like that. But I, oh, I just never was really like, it just looked like she's just, full of silicone just like you know fake i don't know if she has a fake butt but she definitely has fake boobs you know and, mm -hmm. I, and I i just kind of like yeah she's just not really my cup of tea so she is embroiled in this whole thing with zion williamson now do you know zion williamson from the new orleans pelicans yes i have been following this story just because well my husband keeps me abreast but mostly because I, I like I like the drama just because it's messy, you know. It, it it it's woven in with pop culture. So you may need to fill in some of the blanks for me here because all the articles I've read have been all over the place about this whole thing, right? But the long and short of it is that Mariah Mills is pissed at Zion Williamson because supposedly they were in uh, mm -hmm. they were in a relationship, but Zion Williamson was actually in a relationship with two other women. Right. And one of them is pregnant. And right. then he and he had a, a picture of him posing with her, you know, that they're expecting a child. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then Mariah Mills went ape shit and she took her hurt feelings to the Internet mm -hmm. yeah. and then just started posting all this stuff like, you know, like, oh, you know, uh, outing his sexual proclivities. I know she definitely did that. Um, yeah. 
and basically like releasing personal conversations between the two of them but again mm-hmm. he never did not have a sex with you girl like you're just mad because he's having a baby with somebody else it's, the whole situation is very odd and distracting yeah yeah i mean i didn't i, I forgot to look up zion williamson's net worth because i he know got, he, he did get quite a bit of money i know he got quite a bit for yeah many years he was signed i think i want to say 20 million for however many years i just don't remember that's if i remember correctly i think he was still on his rookie contract but because he was picked so high up those rookie contracts like if you're picking that first five you're getting at least 20 30 million for the for the life of your contract which is a lot of money right mariah mills i was way off uh he was set to uh, well, okay, no, I, I didn't. Well, and and like I said, I, I didn't get a chance to look it up, so don't 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 quote me on any of that. But um, no, his extension, his extension as of two days ago. You want to put a guess on that? Oh, so he did sign an extension? Yes. Oh, probably at least ninety million. <laughs> yeah, at least. <laughs> uh, it's one hundred and ninety-four. Holy, oh, I, I keep Five years. I keep forgetting about that whole uh. The collective bargaining thing when they raise the salary caps and you would think teams would use that to like get better role plays nope they just giving stars more money <laughs> uh, before, before he uh was supposed to earn a base of 33.5 Jeez. well excuse me no and 23 to 2024 he will earn a base salary of 33.5 will carrying a cap hit of 33.5 and a dead cap of 33.5 yeah I, remember I don't Charles know how much the original contract was, but yeah, I can't find it because now everything has been updated. Right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I look at it like this, you know. With, with Mariah Mills getting that angry, and I'm, I joked about it when, when, when one of my friends was, I'm like, oh, what are they, high school sweethearts? Like, why is she so mad? Because she can't possibly have believed I think she already She's mad that somebody else is about to spend the money that she thought she was going to spend. She thought she was going to be able to get pregnant first. And I will also say, um, I kn- I happen to know. Don't don't ask how why I know this, but I happen to know that the way child support works is it's based on whoever gets to court first. It's not. Um, it doesn't matter like if you had you know a baby 10 years ago and then that mother never put you on child support but then the second you know you have a baby you know 10 years later and then that mother puts you on child support that mother is going to get more than your oldest child potentially only mm-hmm. because it's about who got there first right so it's like you're going to get the biggest piece of the pie period and so i would imagine she if she's a schemer or some sort of groupie, if she was working on some sort of master plan to be his first baby mama or be his first baby mama on child support mm-hmm. and to secure those child support payments, she wanted the biggest piece of the pie. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah. In this situation. Yeah. I mean, supposedly, and here's the thing with, with Zion. So supposedly he's messing with his baby mama with Mariah and then there's another woman involved too, right? You're supposed to be recovering from your injuries where do you find the time to go to physical therapy and mess with three women at the same time that's absolutely ridiculous and i know his team is probably regretting giving him that because here's the thing about zion right um 
I think I mentioned this on the show, not last week, than the week before. They did a study and they found out that athletes who train in just from in just one sport have a higher rate of, of serious injuries as they go on their career. They use Zion as an example. They use Lonzo Ball as an example. Mm-hmm. Although, although Lonzo, like I mentioned before, was compounded because he wore his ridiculous shoes that weren't basketball ready. But I mean, Lonzo's currently, I mean, he missed most of the season this year with injuries. And I think he has some setbacks for the next season too. You know, mm-hmm. with Zion, it's um, you know, he was I, I don't know if it was like uh I forgot what his injury was, but I mean it's I mean, it's a lot of work. I mean, I don't know if he had surgery or not for his injuries, but Either which way, it's a it's a matter of doing all that and keeping your weight down. Because, I mean, you figure someone like Shaq, right, when he was younger and stronger, you know, having all that extra weight was not an issue since a lot of it was muscle. And then the older he got, that weight started to really slow him down. And he got injured a lot more, you know. Same thing with Patrick Ewing. Same thing with, I mean, well, Olajuwon was just, you know, he was never, ever heavy, you know, like that. It was just the fact that he was just getting older. Like when you're seven feet tall and doing all that, you know, it's a lot of wear and tear. I think Zion is like, what, six eight, six nine. I think. I don't think he's quite 6'10". But mm-hmm. somebody somebody described him as a, um, uh, like a, a tractor trailer. No, they said like a Ferrari engine in, inside of a tractor trailer, you know. And and because of that, it puts a lot of wear and tear on his body. And the main thing is he needs to keep his weight down. And I know Mariah Mills had a, uh, you know, I don't know how much of it's true or not, but she was like, that's why you fat. Because uh, I see all those soda bottles in your bathroom and shit like that. And, you know, and I'm just like, he's supposed to be working out, having sex with you. So maybe, uh, maybe there's a problem there. I don't know. But I mean, it's a good thing about not having money. Cause I don't have these problems. <laughs> I don't have to worry about a woman coming after me for my money because I don't have any. So that's one less problem. <laughs> but I mean, the whole thing is, it's just absolutely ridiculous that she would just lash out like that. And don't get me wrong. Zion is a hundred percent wrong in all this. Having three women on the side and just playing roulette with them. And then at least the one that he got pregnant, he was just like, okay, well, it's all about you now. <laughs> so he's posing with her, you know, hand on the belly and all that other stuff. So at least he's going to try to be a good dad. So that's nice. But Mariah Mills doesn't seem to think so. I mean, her lashing out like that just made her seem like really, really petty. Like as far as I know, I don't know if she's retired from porn. Or she's doing anything else. If well, the this was a retirement plan, probably. Probably. You know, if the internet's to be believed, she's worth about $4 million. Which is nothing to sneeze at, but it's not like Louis Vuitton every every month money to me, you know. So, I, I, I look at it like this, right? There are a lot of women who have parents or grandparents who are maybe not even two generations removed from a time where women couldn't get uh, credit cards or get apartments in their name. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, a lot of those laws were repealed or at least enforced, I should say, back in the 70s. So we're talking about 50 years ago. So we're what, two, less than three generations. I actually was watching um, Dolores Claiborne not that long ago. And, you know, there's that scene where she decides she's going to leave her abusive husband, her alcoholic and abusive husband, mm -hmm. um, only to find out that he went to the bank and closed the savings account that she had. And this account was only in her name, by the way. Come to find out the husband had cleared out all the funds. And he went there and told the bank guy, like, oh, I just lost the passbook, you know, but that's my wife. Like, I just lost it. So I, I want to make a withdrawal. And so she gives a speech and she's like, you could have saved me such a heartache and such a headache had you just picked up the phone and asked me about the passbook because my name was the one on the account. Yeah. And, and if I had been a man coming in here crying about a lost passbook, I'm sure you would have called my husband. And so, yeah, that's, of course, like, yeah, she goes on to kill him. But yeah, <laughs> that whole scene, though, is just like fucking fact. And it was the 70s when that happened. So, you know, like, yeah, that's that's when they've been on that bullshit. It's not unlikely, not uncommon. You know, I think I may have mentioned this on the show before, but uh Stephen King was so impressed with um, Kathy Bates when she played um, uh, Annie Wilkes in Misery. Mm -hmm. that when he wrote Dolores Claiborne, he wrote it with her in mind to play Dolores Claiborne in the movie. It was Dolores Claiborne. Yeah. Vera was was great as well. Vera was great. She gives, she gives me chills. <laughs> her boss, like her performance gave me chills. Told that nice little story about how her husband was coming from a mistress's house and how uh, a dead husband could be an unhappy woman's best friend. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Yeah, I mean, some people deserve it. Yep. I'm not even going to lie. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I work in insurance and one of our main things is privacy. You know, if you, if you break privacy, that is a huge no-no. You know, and it's understood because there are people who do what they what they call a social engineering, you mm -hmm. know, and they just find little little pieces of information and then they try to get your um try to get you to give them information. Yeah, fill in the blanks. Yeah. So actually that that that's a good uh good way to end this thing, you know. I, I figure like this between Zion Williamson and John Morant getting suspended for 25 games. Yeah, I mean, y'all need to stop fucking up, man. Y'all just way too talented for all this shit. So, Zion, cut off the rest of your baby mamas. Well, not baby mamas. Cut off the rest of your side chicks. Be a be a father to your kid. And and Mariah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I can't give you any advice. <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend to because that's a situation that is way. I'm not gonna say it's above my pay grade or below my pay grade. It is off to the side of my pay grade. Like I'm not even gonna pretend. That I know what's going on in your head. So all I got to say is, you know what? I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> so, but I, but um, speaking on that subject, I got a call from uh, the bank. Well, it wasn't really the bank, but uh, now let me ask you a question, Odie. Are you Android or are you um, Android? You're Android? Mm -hmm. On your phone, if you get a call from like a scammer, does it show up as scam likely? Yes, it does. Yeah, my mine does the same thing. 
And I got a call. It was a, a eight seven seven number or whatever it was, but it didn't come through. It didn't come through a scam, likely. So I'm like, okay, well, let me see what this is. And I picked it up, and this guy was like, "Hey, I'm from Bank of America, and you know, there's somebody trying to make a, a transaction on your account." So uh, he's like, "Do you know such and such?" And I'm like, "No." And he was like, "Well, you know, they're trying to make a, a do something on your account. So here's what I need you to do." I need you to, to go into your settings and then find this and then email it to me and all this other bullshit. Now it's just like, so the whole time he's talking, I'm in front of my computer, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm typing, I'm looking at my accounts online and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with my account. There's no pending transactions, right? And then, but the number that he's calling from was Bank of America's customer service number. Oh, I'm like, um, number. Yeah. So I was like, so then he starts talking about what he needs me to do. And I was just like, can't you just block the transaction? And he was like, he was like, uh, normally, but you know, I need you to send me some information. So I'm like, like, dude, you're in loss prevention. That's your job. Right? He's like, yeah, but the way they're trying to do it, it's I was like, you know what, sir? I'm gonna put you on a brief hold. I'll be right back. And I just hung up on him. <laughs> and then he actually called back, but I didn't pick up. And then I, I called Bank of America and there they was like, no, there's nothing wrong with your account. Thank God you didn't give him that information because he would have, um, you know, he would have taken your money. Now, here's the thing about that, right? Um, if you call a company, right, they may ask you for certain information to verify you because mm -hmm. they're not going to be able to give you information on your account until they can verify that it's you. If you're calling somebody with like a really good system and you're calling from a number that's on file, your information will just pop up. Yeah. So but they, you, but you said the key part though, mm -hmm. I have to call them. If yes. they're calling me, that's why they say like, if you're, if you're ever questioning anything, mm -hmm. just hang up and call us back because it might not even be us that's calling you. And that's the right. only way to be sure. Right. But but here and then and then going on what you said, Odie, like you said, if you call them, they may need to ask you a little bit of information to verify you because they can't give out sensitive information unless they know for sure it's you. And like I said, even if they call on and then sometimes they may like every now and then they may ask you for your email address or may ask you to verify your uh your home address because they have to make sure that your information is up to date, right? And that that's that part is normal. But if loss prevention calls you, they are never going to ask you for any sort of information whatsoever. Mm -hmm. They're never going to ask you to send you anything because they have all that information. All they're going to tell you, and I've had this happen to me before with my uh, with, with one of my cards. All they're going to tell you is, "Hey, we uh, did you make this transaction? If the answer is yes, we're good." If the answer is no, they 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 block the the sale and then they send you a new card, mm -hmm. and then that's it. Yeah, that, that's exactly what happened when we were in um, Spain. Like, card got declined at the they they have them in the taxis. Mm -hmm. the card got declined. Got a text that said, "Did you just try to make this purchase?" Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. <laughs> because like, it was out of country. <laughs> yeah, and then declined it, and then re they said rerun it, and we ran it, and we're good. Yeah. When when I was in um when I was in New York a couple of years back, you know, I bought uh Chinese food. I ordered Chinese food. I like I like don't worry, Dad. I I got you. I'll, I'll pay for it. And it was one of those ones where they had to put in your uh, put in your number directly into the card. I mean, you know, to the little machine. And 
basically uh, the guy kept botching the um, I, I hate to be Archie Bunker about this, but English wasn't his first language. So he kept botching the um, the CSC code. And mm. when he botched it enough, they locked the card. Mm. So I had to call. So I had to call them up and, you know, and say, hey, listen, you know, I tried I tried to make that purchase, but the guy kept botching the number and then they just unlocked the card. So they didn't have to send me a new card because I, I said, yes, I was trying to buy that food. Luckily, I had a, I had, I just paid for it with my regular bank card after that. But um, yeah, they're never going to. They're never going to ask you for anything. They're just going to tell you, hey, we blocked this transaction. Did you make it? You know, and then they'll take it from there. But they're never going to ask you to go into your settings. They're never going to ask you to email you anything. So if that comes up, that is a huge red flag. Uh, like Odie said, hang up, call your customer service. And then once you call them, then um, they'll get it straightened out. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it comes from their customer service number that they spoofed it, that may be something where it's like, oh, okay, uh, you may be a little bit more trusting, but no, loss prevention is never going to ask you to send you anything. They already have your information. They're going to ask you to verify something and then that's it. So I know these scammers are trying to get more sophisticated, you know, and trying to find ways to get past, you know, all the security on your phone that usually blocks these calls. So just be careful if you have elderly uh, parents or grandparents, you know, give them a call. I don't have to worry about my dad because as soon as they call my dad talking that nonsense, he's like, you know what? Talk to my daughter. <laughs> and, and then he'll just, you know, hang up, be done with it. He doesn't trust anybody. And and I, and I love that about him at his age because he's, he's usually not going to fall for that BS. Because you call him and start talking crazy. He's just like, you know what? Talk to my daughter. And then, you know, and then that, that's the end of that. So, Odie, what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, <clears throat> rest in peace to Ray Lewis's son. Uh, that's very unfortunate uh, that that happened to him. I think there was, um, especially like I always think about parents during Father's Day weekend, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's just not the natural order of things. Yeah. Um, so rest in peace to him. Now I, I'd heard about that, but how, how did he pass away? Um, I th think what has started to just circulate was, um, uh, accidental overdose, mm, accidental yeah. overdose. So that is what is, um, starting to circulate. Um, and, uh, Boosie, uh, Free Boosie, I guess. I don't fucking know. Um, seems like he's definitely going to jail. Vlad TV has gotten another one. So good luck with, with that. There was something else that I wanted to talk about, but I can't fucking remember. And I knew I was like, oh, I want to put that in final thoughts. And I don't forgot that fast. So yeah, it'll just have to be uh be careful, uh Boosie. It was like an update on somebody. What the fuck? Oh, oh, yes. Uh baby face. Anita, uh, oh. I wanted to give a quick update. I wanted to give a quick update because I talked about this a few weeks back. And Go for it. I wanted to be my final thought. Um, Anita, Miss Baker, excuse me, Miss Anita, because you're you're my elder. So, like, I don't know her, but, like, wow. Wow. Just loud and wrong. Um, she has proceeded to kick Babyface off the tour. I'm sure Babyface's blessings will multiply after this because 
a lot of people wanted to see Babyface, truth be told, anyway. Not even Anita Baker as much. Yeah. So, yeah, she he's such a class act. I loved his response. His response was no response. I mean, it was like a very minimal response. It was basically like, I have nothing but love and respect for her. Bless us, whatever. Sorry to my fans that who I wasn't able to see this time around. Um, yeah, she basically called Babyface's fans a bully. I thought the most interesting takeaway that she tried to pull, the most interesting stunt she tried to pull is she tried to release the hive on him by saying, oh yeah, he hates Beyonce. Bitch, what? Like, that's not how the ending of that works. Like, you can hate Beyonce if you want to, I guess, but like nobody gives a fuck. Like, we're not going to be like attacking Babyface for you. And then, and then for her to have the nerve to call his fans bullies, wow, like girl you're trying what just just a weird a weird person all the time um all around uh Dion work said my name is Bennett Bennett and I ain't in it because somebody tried to tag her and asked her you know what her opinion was she yeah was like, that ain't got nothing to do with me and moved on about her business and I love to see I love that for Miss Dion Warwick yes I do you know um, Bob, Bob Marley had a lot in one of his songs called uh well uh, the line was like uh once a man and twice a child you know, mm-hmm. like like when you get older, some people mm-hmm. kind of regress a bit. I mean, Anita Baker is sixty five years old. What the Isn't fuck? Old? Jesus Christ! You're 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 well past a grown woman. You know, I I I I, I can't call it. Yes, and I and I'm a fan of Anita. I have a I have her. Uh, I know I I know I end up getting Rapture back on CD. I had her other two on vinyl, and I think I'm I don't know if I ever got them back on CD. You know, but I, I'm 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 a huge fan of Anita Baker's. You know, but this is just beyond the pale for her to start. I mean, who's gonna be like it's yo? Like she baby. never. It's like she never considered like what's in the best interest of her fans. Even though her fans were the ones that are the reason that she got well, the fans and and Little Wayne and like people that supported her career to get uh-huh. back to fucking masters when they said don't stream my shit. People did not stream the shit like. Because they wanted to make sure that she was compensated, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's like, regardless of whether or not Babyface was a co-headliner or not a co a special guest or whatever the fuck she tried to diminish him to, at the end of the day, like, your fans overlap. And that's the whole point. Right. And even if somebody, even if somebody for some reason was not a fan of Anita Baker, right? But they were like, oh, I love Babyface enough. I'll go see both of them. Um, and I'll stay for Anita say those are fans that you could have won over it's like you could that could have easily been a new market to tap into girl like you're not doing what's in the best interest of you or your fans and you don't care about what they need and what they had to do to take off to see baby face or whatever you know like just just a missed opportunity it's, it's just no, mind blowing I, I, I'd want my money back honestly yeah and and she did say she was gonna give refunds when where appropriate. So you know, I, I, I don't even believe that. But okay, I believe it when I see it. Do you remember the whole thing with Summer Jam? Uh, oh, it was years ago with Nicki Minaj. And don't get me wrong, the guy who like this is when Nicki had uh when Starships was her lead single. Okay. So it was maybe yeah. And um the the MC the guy who's bringing people on said that that the song was trash. And Nicki Minaj got mad and then didn't perform. And here's the thing. It's not like I'm a Nicki Minaj fan, right? But I, I looked at it like this. 
So this guy comes out, and and, and here's the thing: that guy who said that the single was trash, one thousand percent wrong. That's not your job. Your job is not music critic. Your job is, hey, I'm bringing these people out on stage so they can perform, right? Mm-hmm. No one wants to hear your fucking opinions. But that was Nikki's moment to just say, oh, you think I'm trash? I'm from New York. I'm going to come out and do the best show ever and show you, you piece of shit. And she just missed that opportunity to come out and just do put on a fantastic show and just win people over. Maybe there's people in the audience. I- I'll put it like this. The night that Karis one got beat up, right? PM Dawn performed. Uh, when um, what's his name? Uh, cool Kim. Uh, UMCs were there. I know I'm talking like old, old, old stuff. But when he said that some of the people were kind of warming up to PM Dawn, that is one thousand percent true. There were some people they performed a couple songs before they got beat up, but people were in the audience like, oh, okay, this is not so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just you and and uh, Anita is what what is what do the kids say these days? She's fumbling the bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this is her chance to get that crossover appeal and get those fans, and she just decided to just be a crotchety old lady about it. So mm-hmm. good, good luck with that, I guess. You know. Yeah. Yep. So all right. Yeah. I, I, Anything else before we before we wrap up, Odie? No, that was it. All right. So if you haven't already, subscribe to us on the Urban Breakdown Network. We're back on Facebook. We'll start, we'll, we'll get the Facebook situation together. <laughs> Unfortunately, when Blue took a, a break from Facebook, because we weren't set, set on as admins, we took a break from Facebook, it wiped everything. So we're kind of starting over on Facebook. But you can find us on Instagram. And you can find us wherever you can get podcasts, including Apple Music and Spotify. So, all right. You guys enjoy the rest of your day and have a happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. That's right. Bye, guys. Oh, and happy Juneteenth. Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, forgot all about that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Bye, guys.